bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP coming live from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, lost life without me. It's Brittany, bitch. And I am back. Alrighty, so today. It's the most prestigious annual day in American culture, and that is the Locker Room Guys Award Show. Uh, I mean, for rules, actually, we can't get started without saying who's hot, who's due. But uh, for who's hot, the man who does a show with me, Lou Gekin, Mr. 100, hit the century mark this weekend. He has 100 wins so far in college basketball. Congratulations, Luke. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it's been fun. Uh, I lately though, I've just kind of been sitting back because if I, I'm at the point now, if I don't watch the games, like you kind of are like this too. If you don't watch the games, why the hell even put money on it? Cause then it's just like, cause I have to go co help coach uh, Logan's uh, basketball team. So, I mean, I'm not going to put money down and then come back and just see how I did. So yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been fun. Been we got a lot of season left though. So, Excited to get some more wins. See if I can get to 200 by the end of the year. That, I mean, it's a lock. <laughs> for who's due, it's actually cheesesteaks. So, Devontae Smith, rookie wide receiver for the Eagles, great player. He came out and said that Philly's cheesesteaks are overrated. And uh, I imagine the proud Eagles fans are really fucking mad about that. Yeah, that can't go over well with, like, uh, diehards that are from Philly and everything. Well, it's just, like, so out of pocket. Like, at, obviously, the whole city of Philadelphia hates Jalen Rieger, and now they have to hate Devontae Smith, too. I mean, it's just he, – he better step it up and make up for what he said because it's just that, – that's not going to end well. Yeah, I mean, if he continues what he did his rookie year and obviously get better because that's how, that's how it works, your rookie year – should be one of your worst years. So if he just gets better, no one will care what he says about the cheesesteaks as long as he wins you games. Yeah. But, I mean, if he doesn't win, then then they got a problem. Uh, my who's hot, I got Caitlin Clark. I mean, we just uh, saw her go absolutely ballistic against Michigan. Uh, she's averages 27, 8, and 8 this year with 45% shooting from the field. So it's not like she just shoots a lot. And can't make them or only shoots. No, she has five triple doubles. Oh, like this is in her two years. Five triple doubles, back to back thirty point triple doubles. Uh, Big Ten record is eighteen assists in one game and three forty point games. It's only a sophomore year. Not even finished with her sophomore year. Like this is unbe unbelievable what we're seeing right now from Caitlin Clark. Yeah, I mean she is unreal. It just kind of threw me off at first because he said who's hot, and then you just said Caitlin Clark. I was about to bonk you, but. <laughs> Yeah, I it, play is. it is unreal. And, I mean, just talking about Iowa basketball right now, it's kind of carried by two athletes. And, <laughs> like, they're absolutely unreal. So, I mean, at least they give us something to cheer about. I'm saying, like, think of the last, like, couple years. Iowa girls and guys basketball. We had Gustafson at Garza, and now we got Keegan Murray and Caitlin Clark. It, and then Doyle was in between Gustafson and Clark, like, there's some really good players right there. Just the teams haven't been great, but like, yeah, the players wise is unbelievable. 
I mean, they'll put asses in seats. Yeah, and Kevin Clark might be able to play for the boys' team. I'm not. That's not even like an <laughs> exaggeration. Not saying like we're the guys are bad. It's just that's how good she is. It's fair. Uh, yeah, and my who's due? I'm gonna go to the Pro Bowl. I mean, they're getting a lot of heat. Um, kind of a, they just don't care anymore. I mean, I under I I don't want to blame it on the players because like I understand they don't want to get hurt because going through like injuries and stuff like the process, the rehab and everything sucks. Like they all say that it's terrible. So, I mean, I understand they don't want to get hurt, but like try like a little bit, you know, I want, like, I want to see something, at least tackle them and everything and at least try to sack them. I, if I'm an offensive lineman or defense lineman, it doesn't even seem fun. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'd wish is that they take or that they took some of the skills challenges more seriously too. Like Tyreek Hill raced against all those people, you know, and Michael Parsons won the 40-yard dash. And it's like, I no, I want him versus Jalen Waddle versus fucking, I don't know, like whoever else. Fat, yeah, speed. Just racing against each other. But, I mean, it's it's whatever. I guess it's just a, for charity. Well, we'll get into the Pro Bowl anyway later after our show. Yeah, so yeah, I'll save other stuff for later when we talk about it. Now, you fans from last year, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Our season awards for this past NFL season. Here we go. I guess I'll just go over the rules for what we or like how this is working. So three candidates are selected by me and Luke to compete for completely made up awards that mean much more than the actual ones NFL gives out. Uh, Luke and I both have six awards that we're going to each that we're going to hand out. Uh, may the best man win and uh, time to start the awards. Um, I guess Luke, you start us off. We just can go every other. Yeah. Okay. My first one is I wasted my career at a shitty organization and now I am thriving. <laughs> um, the first two candidates are pretty uh, easy. I mean, Matt Stafford going from the Lions to the Rams here. And, and the same situation, Odell coming from the Browns to the Rams. This last one, it was hard to think of a third one. So I said, anyone that ever is coached or played with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be thriving and probably, make us, probably be able to win actually in the playoffs. That could be just a, a pick from my heart, but that's the third. Those are the three. And we're picking our who won. Yep. I'm going Matt Stafford. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's on the verge of a Hall of Famer. Um, and, like, people have talked about it. Now if he can win a Super Bowl or even do what he's he – ha- since he left the Lions, he hasn't lost a playoff game. So, yeah, Matt Stafford deserves it. What I what I thought was interesting, Luke, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about Matt Stafford, and it was like something about Hall of Fame, and you're like, two of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time, Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson, have came from that man, 
And yeah, I mean, fuck, he's favored to win Super Bowl now. So and he basically proved that Odell is still Odell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the anybody to work with Aaron Rodgers, though. I mean, Mike McCarthy's kind of on the hot seat, but he is just a big idiot anyway. Yeah. I I just couldn't think of the third one. I'm like, you know what? Rodgers chokes every year, so anyone's lucky to get away from his team. No, yeah, that would fucking suck. <laughs> but uh, anyway, my first award, the Flipping Burgers Award. One, we have Cam Newton. Well, let, let me say what Flipping Burgers Award means. It's just guys who should not be playing football right now. Like, they would be clearly better doing something else, and Flipping Burgers would be one of them. One is Cam Newton. Obviously, he had his comeback game where he said, I'm back. Then he proceeded to get benched for – who is even the guy's name from the XFL? Uh, uh, P.J. Walker. Yeah, P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold's terrible, too. He He's actually my second candidate is Sam Darnold. <laughs> and then my third candidate is Eli Apple. And I made this award for Cam Newton. I'm going to make this award next year, too, and it's going to be named after him. But the winner of the 2021 Flipping Burgers Award is Cam Newton. Yeah, no, I have I have uh, Cam Newton in one of my uh, awards, too. It's a different one. But, yeah, it leads into kind of what you were brought up there, how he w- didn't play well. I mean, literally, it – you know how much I fucking hate Cam Newton, and that's kind yeah. of insight on the awards I have coming up too. So <laughs> let's go to the next one. Uh, my next one is what the fuck are you doing award? Uh, I have four for this one actually. Had bend the rules a little bit, but I that's mean it's our sh- it's our show. We can do what we want. Um, so number candidate one, Joe Judge QB sneak on third and nine. Probably just didn't want to have a job anymore is what I'm guessing. Sad thing. Um, then Deshaun, Jack, Deshaun Jackson just forgets how to run to the touch, run to the end zone when he catches a 60-yard bomb from Derek Carr. I uh, like, keep forgetting he's even in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. He always has those plays, though, and I don't know what the hell happened on that one. But And then Kirk Cousins, these are two Kirk Cousins here, lines up under the guard, not like – that was one of the – guy. Like, we've been trying to back up Kirk Cousins for the Vikings fans all year, <laughs> and that just made it really fucking tough. Then I got him another one, the interception versus the Bears. Like, here, <laughs> have it. I, I've never seen anything so worse than what he did there. But I'm going to have to go with uh, Joe Judge QB sneak on third and nine. I mean, what the hell are you thinking when you are – in the like it doesn't make any sense because if you don't get that or you got a punt from almost in the end zone they were almost in the end zone when they decided to do that it's third and nine I don't know what it was going through his head maybe get a couple yards and then punt I mean it makes a lot of sense but yeah I know Joe Judge QBC got third and nine wins the what the fuck are you doing award well that's what's funny is that I'm pretty sure that play call literally got him fired yeah because they were saying they're going to stick with Joe Judge, and then he pulls that shit, and then they're like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Table. <laughs> but anyway, the next award I have is the We Hoopin' Craziest Fan Base Movement Award, or moment, my bad. But number one candidate, Bills fans with throwing dildos. 
that's just fucking crazy. <laughs> then the next, the next uh, fan base moment I have is the Pittsburgh Steelers for donating thousands of dollars to Daniel Carlson's charity after hitting the game-winning field goal to send them into the playoffs. And that's kind of going along with the Bears here because the Bears did the same thing when Robbie Gold got the game winner uh, against the Packers in the playoffs. But then uh, my third nomination, I don't know if you saw this Luke video. Or, fuck, <laughs> if you saw this video, Luke. But if you're listening to this at home, look this up right now. It's Eagles fans raining snowballs on just two poor 49ers fans. This is a Eagles game at home. They're facing the Niners. And there's just these two fans in a sea of Eagles fans. And they just rained snowballs on these guys from every angle of the stadium. They were just getting absolutely assaulted. And that is my winner for the Wee Hoopin Craziest Fan Base Move Moment Award. Oh, no, and I love that. Uh, just That's just passion. That's all it is. Like, I want – the balls that them 49ers fans had to have to go into Philly. And then I imagine they started talking shit. It's either that or just one Eagles fan threw a snowball at them. And then everybody's just like, you know what, screw <laughs> it. And they just rained it on them. Like, it, what are they going to do? Get it, take us all down? It is one of the greatest videos on the internet. Is They're like ducking for their lives, just getting pelted. Oh, it's great. My next award is meme of the year. Um, I have number one, Big Ben falling out on that rollout. That's just hilarious. I think that's what I knew. (laughs) Uh, Number two, Urban Meyer um, getting grinded on by some chick at the bar, and he's absolutely finger-fucking her from behind. (laughs) Best Halloween costume of all time. (laughs) And then Cam Newton, I'm back, because you can use that for a lot of things. Like, it's just fun. To, you can use that whenever – I don't know, any, any situation, you, you just pull that up, and it's, it's pretty dope. It's a great uh, GIF for, like, Twitter. And yes. Just, yeah. But my meme of the year goes to Urban Meyer. Uh, I mean, he's, in, he's had a rough year. They didn't play well. He, he gets fired, blah, blah, blah. But I figured I'd give him some, some light – and give him an award here, and he's going to probably be really happy about it, about this. Oh, yeah, and like I said, these awards are insanely prestigious, and if he's going to look back on the season, he's going to look back on this award, and I'm sure he's going to be very happy to accept it. I mean, sadly, we couldn't get him on the Zoom call. He's uh, busy hitting from the back, but, yeah, he'll he'll really appreciate that. Anyway, the next award – the Bethany Retirement Home Best Retirement Award. One, Tom Brady, who gives a shit. I really couldn't think of a third one, so I just threw him in there. Two, Ben Roethlisberger for his courageous work of art he put on the field this year, um, literally playing on his deathbed. He came out and drug his team to the playoffs. And then three, Sean Payton. He just walked out, and he's not coaching the Saints anymore. But for my winner, by no surprise, by a landslide vote margin, Big Ben Roethlisberger is our best retirement award winner. Like I said earlier, it's just unbelievable what he accomplished this season, first ballot Hall of Famer. 
And uh, I can't wait until the Steeler faithful throw an absolute party during his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, no, I, I you know, for a fact that there, that place is going to be packed with Steelers fans when, when it's time for that. And obviously Brady's Brady's Brady, but fan base wise, there's not going to be more people than Steelers. It's going to be crazy. Cause I think who was the last one that retired and it was like insanely packed. I don't know. I can't remember uh, who I heard. Why can't I fucking think? Was it Heinz Ward? No, I don't think so. Palmalu. It might have been him. Yeah, I don't I know. Think I think it was. Because Palmalu just got voted in. Yeah, maybe. I thought I thought it might have been one of your running backs, but I'm not sure. Uh Jerome Bettis, maybe, but that may, maybe yeah, that would I don't know. I can't remember, but they said it was like all Steelers. It wasn't even close to any other fan base that like was also getting retired. It was crazy. It was just like a parade. So I imagine it'd be the same. So I changed my Twitter account name to Big Ben's Mafia and I posted a public service announcement for all fans who are wondering what my opinion was on Tom Brady absolutely copying Big Ben. But I said in that PSA, Tom Brady, I hope to God they both are first ballot Hall of Famers so then they have their speeches at the same time because Tom Brady's going to probably give a speech last and he's just going to get an absolute parade of booze. And all you're going to see is a sea of yellow. And when Ben walks up there, strutting his shit everybody's gonna lose their damn mind i can't wait <laughs> and big oh, ben awesome. actually thanked his fucking fan base unlike you tom brady you fucking fraud uh my next award is i want to play for slash with that guy oh uh, there's a lot of guys in the league that are just passionate about the game of football or very cool guys and number one Derek carr i mean every Every press conference he was in, he was he could have the he could have five hundred yards and nine touchdowns, and he wouldn't say a thing about his game. He'd talk about his players, how good they played. Yeah, um, and he talks up Vegas so much too. Like he wants yeah, to be he, there for life. But he's uh, such a good guy. If I was a toy from Toy Story, I would not want to play with him. That's true. That's that that's very true. Um number two, Matt Campbell. I mean we saw it. He cr- crying after they after they go on a streak. He he's the same guy. Same thing as Derek Carr. They could win a game, lose a game. It's his fault. Win a game. It's he had nothing to do with it. Um, and then um, and the third one is just a kind of popular pick right now. Joe Burrow. I mean, he's one of the coolest guys in the game right now. And I mean, who wouldn't want to play for a guy like that? And he's a winner. <laughs> I can't argue. But I'm gonna have to go. This was tough. I, it came down to Derek Carr and Matt Campbell, but I'm going to go with Matt Campbell just because, I mean, it was his first year and everyone already loves him. Like, Derek Carr's an established guy. He's been there. He knows what he's doing. Matt Campbell comes in and he's a fan favorite. Yeah, like, I don't want to compare Matt Campbell to Hitler, but in a motivational-wise, I guess you could because Hitler, I know it was bad, but he did motivate an entire he ra- country. He did and- rally, yeah. Matt Campbell convinced an entire football team to be the grittiest, nastiest team in the NFL. And, I mean, they, they're they fucking awesome. But anyway, uh, this next award, the Teddy Bridgewater Absolute Wagon of the Year Award. First nominee is the Dallas Cowboys. They covered 13 times this year. 
That is the highest in the league. So I had to put him in here. Two, the Lions beating like almost every good team. I mean, or almost beating them, but I mean, they covered. So they're a wagon. And then my third nominee, any team playing versus Mike Glennon. And as you can tell, that is by far and away the award winner here. Any team that played against Mike Glennon was just automatic. They beat the living piss out of him. And every time we would go over our betting shows or like how we did, we're like, why do we not bet the farm against Mike Glennon every single time? And I hope he comes back next year so we can make a shit ton of money. I agree hundred percent. Another one you could have done even as I saw like underdogs money lines all year. If you'd bet every single underdog money line this year, you'd have made a shit ton of money just because how many there were and like how many big upsets there were. Would have yeah, been more, more importantly though, it would have been more fun. Oh, exactly. It would have been awesome. Um, my fifth one is absolutely put Luke Getkin in a body bag with this take he had. Um, <laughs> number one were the Bengals and Joe Burrow. I didn't think Bengals were good at all. I didn't think Joe Burrow was really that good. I still don't think he's top five. I don't want to get – we're not going to get into that, though. And so, I mean, yeah, they proved me wrong. They're in the Super Bowl. They might win the Super Bowl. Um, two, Cam Newton could lead any – lead about half the league to the playoffs. <laughs> that was bad. That one was really bad. <laughs> really and fucking the, bad. And I remember that one. I remember that one because I had a list about the teams he could bring to the playoffs. And I think Panthers at the time were, like, on the, on the bubble, and I don't think they won a game after that. And then my last one is mid midseason prediction: Cardinals Ravens Super Bowl. That one didn't age too well. Ravens didn't even make it. Granted, Lamar did get hurt, but it still counts as a take and is still wrong. Um, but I'm I gotta go Cam Newton. I mean, he. I still. I regret. I don't regret it at all. I don't regret any takes I ever had because why would you? You don't make it in this in this world without takes. So, yeah, I mean, congrats, Cam, on another win. Yeah, I mean, now that you think about it, Cam Newton might have had a great season just because he's winning these awards. But I was really hoping you brought up that Ravens take because I was going to bring it up if you didn't nominate him. But I understand the injuries part, but I don't know. I just think either way, they finished last in their division. So Yeah, but they were winning the division at the time. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, the next award we have, sponsored by McDonald's, specifically Ronald, uh, Clown of the Year Award. My first nominee goes to the Minnesota Vikings fans for being completely delusional and thinking that they're good all year, but then they lose to every every one of their games by one possession. And, I mean, they lost to the Lions, gave them their first win. That was fucking awesome. And – I mean, just every game, you knew they were either going to blow it or they were just going to get so close that they didn't win. And they had every Vikings fan just completely mind-fucked and made them think that they're geniuses, but they're not. Yeah, and that it's like I'd almost rather lose every game by 20 or 30 than by one possession. Because when you lose those one-possession games week after week, there's constantly thinking, oh, if we did this, if we would have done this, we would have done – there's – nitpicking everything we would have just done this little thing differently or then you start blaming 
like refs and everything, which they're, they love to do that. We know that. So yeah, that, that sucks losing that many close games. I'd rather just get blown out and you can bury the tape and be like, we sucked. Get better. Let's go next week. My second nominee, Chris Collinsworth for being the most biased, perverted, and what seems to be high as fuck person on planet earth. Again, follow my Twitter. I absolutely hate this man with every bone of my body. If you've been listening to us all season, I brought his name up at least 13 times. I mean, I'm kind of sick and tired of talking about him, but he had to make this list because he is a fucking clown. And of course, who does Sunday Night Football NBC? Well, anyway, they hired his son too. (laughs) The dumbest decision they could, other than hiring his dad, that was the second dumbest thing they could have possibly done. But my third nominee Antonio Brown I mean he literally took his pads off ran off the field and then proceeded to try it and clean up his character on social media like hours later like he went on all these things on social media saying all this fucking I can't even I don't know he tried to make himself look like he's not the bad guy when clearly everybody knows he's a total nut job and then when the Buccaneers lose he's like clowning them and shit I'm like, what, like, Tom Brady literally put his reputation on the line for you. You fuck him over. And then, yeah, the Bucks get bounced in the first round. But that's my winner, Antonio Brown. Chris Collinsworth, <laughs> should he was going to run away with this award this year. But Antonio Brown, he's my number one most hated person on planet Earth. And he decided to put on that little show. So, yeah, he ran away with this award. You could tell there's some feelings behind two of those too oh my god it's literally <laughs> 1a and 1b on people like i can't think of anybody that i've ever actually met in my life that i hate but the two people that i hate mostly the most on planet earth is collinsworth and antonio brown i literally want to start going to church just so then i don't somehow go to hell and then have to see these fucks every day yeah, my my last and final award is the touchdown celebration of the year. I mean, there's a lot of good celebrations. I kind of went towards the ones I liked and the ones the internet kind of liked. So I went number one, Odell impersonating the cop. I mean, that was an all time all time meme video. That cop thinking he knows how to self defend himself and other it, no set like the Odell on TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have not seen this guy, it is the funniest shit ever when people make fun of him. Yeah. And then my next one is Sean McVay running to the end zone when they score because that is just awesome. I think that – I don't know. I think he might get fined for that, but he does not care because his guys just scored a touchdown. Yeah. And then last one is the Jalen Waddle Waddle. Like, that is a – that's going to be an iconic um, touchdown celebration – just like the gritty is, it's going to be – it's Jalen Waddle's celebration. I don't think anyone can steal that either from him. And that's my winner, Jalen Waddle's Waddle, because that is just that iconic. It might not be the the most um, outrageous uh, dance in the end zone, but it's just – it's going to be such an iconic move. He's going to do it every time he scores, and that's what he's going to – he's always going to be known for how good he will be. He'll have a great career, but also he's going to be known for his touchdown celebration. Oh, yeah, and I think it'll go down as iconic of a signature touchdown dance as the Victor Cruz, yep. Salta, the Odell Whip, 
and then it'll be right there with the gritty. I mean, it's Ryan X. Yeah, that's right. I just Evan Wolf Cole just love when the Cowboys play. He just loves throwing up the X. I mean, I would too. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm throwing it up every touchdown. <laughs> every time. But then the most prestigious award last year it was the Two Birds One Clone uh, MVP. But this award is now called the Locker Room Guy of the Year. We pick who is the locker room guy. Everybody is kind of like what Luke said earlier. I mean, with him being with guys you like want to play for, but I mean, these guys probably, these locker room guys aren't guys that like see the, see the field. Maybe though, like you could put them in like a category kind of, I don't know. It's like, it's a little different than I want to play for him, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, the two of my nominees actually did play. But well, yeah, no, I'm, this, I was going to say I'm sure you did that, but yeah. that's a way you could go other than, like, I want to play for slash with that guy. Because, obviously, if you want to play for him or with him, they're going to be probably pretty good. That was more mine. But, anyway, our podcast MVP, I don't even have to say the other two nominees. It's Drew Locke again. I mean, for being the best teammate and backup quarterback anybody could ask for, even though he should have been starting, he still cheered on his team every time, and he was there every time they needed him. I swear, when the Broncos start off the season, like, Teddy Bridgewater's playing good, it's like, oh, yeah, shit, like, Teddy might be their guy. Like, he was covering. But then every time on the red zone, they'd show the Broncos scoring touchdown, they'd show the sideline, who's cheering him on? Drew Locke. He's the biggest Broncos fan on earth. He's the best locker room guy. I feel like everybody would want to play for him. And, I mean, I want him on my team. Yeah, even if he doesn't start, just have him there in the locker room. Like, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, he said, yeah, because I remember the one is the best one. I think it was maybe the week. Maybe he was starting this week, or maybe it was the week after he got benched because Teddy was back or whatever. But they get, like, a pick six or something, and he's, like, right there. He's running with the guy that got the interception, um, cheering him on. It's just that's just who he is. And I think, yeah, that wraps up our prestigious Locker Room Guy Awards show. Um, and, the, like, I guess just some other awards I wanted to bring up is, like, something about, uh, I guess, best celebration for literally doing anything. And But it was such a landslide. It's obviously Ricky Seals-Jones. With a, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so I'm like, well, fuck. If I only have one guy, then I don't really know. But yeah, that's not really an award. But no, it's good. Congrats to all the nominees and the, all the winners. <clears throat> great job, great season. Hope to see you back next year. But anyway, Luke, there's a Pro Bowl this weekend, which is funny because I bet the under in this game, and. Well, this weekend, me and Luke were together for majority of it. It was just – I swear this weekend, if you summarize it, it would just be like doing the gritty and then just a bunch of other dumb shit. And by other dumb shit, I mean just saying, fuck it, I'm betting on during the Pro Bowl. And I did that. But I didn't even watch the game, to be honest. I was watching it at my grandma's house, and I literally fell asleep. <laughs> when I woke up at halftime, I just went back home and fell right back asleep. But, uh, I mean, the Pro Bowl, it reminds me of, like, a pizza party in elementary school. Like, you go into it thinking it'll be fun, and then you end up just, like, leaving disappointed. 
I mean, it's better than no football, just like pizza is better than no pizza. But, like, you're getting that little ass slice, and it just doesn't satisfy your needs. Spot on. Spot on with that. And, yeah, I mean, J.J. Watts, I think J.J. Watts said he's like, I've seen walkthroughs more intense than that. And then you see the clip of Sean Taylor, I think it was, absolutely lighting up that punter on that fake punt when he was in the – it's just completely different. I mean, I already – I know I said, I was like, I understand they don't want to get hurt, but put a little effort into it. Make it like a practice at least because it sucks for the quarterbacks. You know, there were so many interceptions because the wide receivers aren't running routes. And, and like, the defense still has to play defense, but the wide receivers, if they're not going to run a route, you're – not helping the quarterback at all. I saw an article today that said Mac Jones literally saved the Pro Bowl with one play. And because, didn't count. Yeah, but I mean, that gritty <laughs> was so electric. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Maybe this is why we have a Pro Bowl, just so then guys like Mac Jones can do that. <laughs> I, lo- I love it because – so Mac Jones probably didn't deserve it over all those quarterbacks. But he didn't care. He just he, – that was, that was the good thing. He didn't care. He knew he probably – he probably knows he shouldn't have been there, but he was there and he had a fucking great time. And that touchdown he had, why they called that dead, I have no idea because the guy got a hand on him. Obviously, they would have went a little harder during a game. But at least wrap him up a little bit. The guy just, like, reached his hand out and touched him. Mac Jones just went right to the end zone with it. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where you're like, why the hell are you wearing pads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make it a seven-on-seven, seven, like, flag football or something, if anything. No, yeah, yeah. I think flag football would be nuts because at least guys will be, like, throwing jukes and everything. And, yeah, yeah. that would get super interesting, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just the, the Pro Bowl is just, like, a thing where if you make it, it's such a good – it's a big deal. But you don't – I guess you don't even need to have the game if they're not really going to, like, play in it. It's just – I don't know. Craziest stat I saw, the AFC punter, A.J. Cole, first oh, I've yeah. ever heard of him. He didn't punt, but he did hold three kicks, and he ate two hot dogs during the game. Halftime hot dogs. How the hell he didn't win MVP, I don't know. But I think just the last thing I would bring up, rookies last year, there's a shit ton of them in the Pro Bowl. This year, we had a ton too. Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Mac Jones, Michael Parsons, Kyle Pitts, and Rashawn Slater. Sorry, Rashawn Slater. But, yeah, that – good. congratulations to them. Yeah, no, I they always see like the rookies just come out and they played hard. I mean, you see Micah Parsons playing. I don't, I don't know if you watched it. He actually tackled people and was running like full speed. I don't think he gave a fuck. He's like, I'm playing football. I'm I'm gonna play football how it's supposed to be played. No, yeah, like I feel like we should have a Pro Bowl, but make it just out of like special teams guys because them guys don't give a fuck. Because like, imagine just a bunch of fullbacks and then like backup tight ends and linebackers just going at each other like Robert Spillane would probably be the number one pick and he would just tackle with his forehead and it would be awesome and he wouldn't care I mean he'd probably have three concussions by the end of it like he does every game but it doesn't matter to him (laughs) it's fun he's having fun people are gonna have fun watching who the hell was that Bears player on offense that played Grant Jakeem Grant I I think I've watched more Bears football than like a lot of Bears fans this year. He was our know. he's our kicker turner. Okay, that's why. All right. He's not a wide receiver or anything. Well, yeah, he's I figured he to make it in as a wide receiver. I didn't, but like I saw him play. I'm like, all right, like whatever. Yeah. He's a kicker turner, and 
but they didn't do kickoffs, so you had to put them in there. <laughs> like whatever. But anyway, other NFL news. So I mean, I have to bring it up, but Brian Flores. We've decided not to talk about politics on this podcast, but I mean, I think I'm speaking for both of us here. We just hope for the best in this situation because it sucks that this can overshadow what like football is really about. I mean, we don't want a bad light on like the sport we love. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Flores, he probably didn't want to do this because it's it's putting his job at like his future of his being a football coach at risk. But, I mean, it, it came down to it where he had to. I'm sure he did not want to do this at all. Yeah. But, anyway, we'll keep her moving. Alvin Kamara got arrested in Vegas. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the fuck? Uh, they said this when the Raiders moved to Vegas. They're like, players are going to get in trouble going there, like, road games, whatever. Sure shit. We all saw what happened with Henry Ruggs. And we see Alvin Kamara getting arrested in Vegas. It's like, I don't know. I would – kind of hate to be famous where I mean you're always in a limelight and like obviously people would probably try to antagonize you to do really dumb shit and I don't know it's just it's hard to like be like oh how are these guys not smarter but I mean that I is there a video out at all no I don't think there's anything but that that's that's bad that like that's actually a lot worse than like I even think because he might go to jail for a couple years yeah, was it like physical assault or like I don't yeah, even Yeah, something like that. I saw the funniest TikTok. I think I just sent it to you. And it was um it's like the Pro Bowl being incredibly boring cuz nobody's hitting anyone and then it switched to like Alvin Kamara and it's the uh, like fine, I'll do it myself that little yeah. um, sound. It's so fucking funny. I just sent it to you. It's hilarious. But no, I mean you let these guys in Vegas, who knows? Wild, wild man. The thing is, if you think about it, what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. So if he just leave, if he would have just beat the fuck out of him and just left, went back to New Orleans or something, he'd, it stays there. He's chilling, right? Yeah, I really don't get how the laws work there. Because, I mean, I've never even heard of people getting in trouble in Vegas until now. But, I mean, I wonder who's – Yeah, because, I mean, what happens there stays there. So – it doesn't carry on anywhere else. If you just get out of there before they catch you, you're fine. You're free. Fuck. I mean, that's probably <laughs> why Henry Ruggs was speeding. He was getting the trying, to get, trying to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, Doug Peterson got hired as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Thank God, because they were going to hire Byron Leftwich. And I went on absolute rants about him. Because who the hell hires Byron Leftwich for literally only coaching Tom Brady, like the greatest quarterback of all time? And I feel like if Byron Leftwich told me what to do as a quarterback and I already won seven Super Bowls, I'd be like, hold my fucking nuts because I don't care what you say. Like, but what I mean, Doug Peterson, I thought I liked him as a coaching hire more than any other coach. I, I mean, unless I'm missing on somebody, but I think that's a great hire. Yeah. So is Leftwich gonna be the OC or what? Did he get hired there? I thought I didn't know if he got hired and they just didn't have a position, or unless he just didn't get hired, so he's just gonna stay in Tampa. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I guess I don't know. I don't know what that situation is, but you know, I don't. I like that too. I mean, Doug, he's a. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl, 
So he's obviously done something. He's obviously proven something. Yeah, and he's under like Andy Reid's coaching tree. Um, yeah. And then he was a quarterback behind Brett Favre. So yeah. like, I mean, he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And anyway. I mean, he's coached like he's coached like shitty organizations too. So it's not like it's like he's going into a shitty play, a shitty uh, situation. But I mean, he's done it before. He can he can do it again. Yeah, I mean, at least they're young, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Can't do it worse than what the last guy did. Yeah, no shit. But Lovey Smith, he just got hired as Houston Texans head coach. I mean, they're thinking about hiring Heinz Ward, which <laughs> that would have been an interesting decision. Or McCown. Uh, yeah, Luke, Luke Lovey Smith, your boy. Tell me about him. Yeah, no, I, it came down to McCown or uh, him or yeah. So, yeah, no, I love Lovey Smith. I mean, he he only the only reason he probably got fired from the Bears is just because it was just like one of those situations where it was time to move on. I mean, he had basically almost a winning season every year, and he, he every year he was there. He brought a when he got hired. I think we had like a shitty season, and then he we he went like eleven and five and thirteen and three back to back years, and then went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as his quarterback. So I mean, he obviously can. He obviously can coach, and yeah, no, I, I, but I, I listened to uh, Undisputed, and they're talking. They're like, they both. They're like, I think they were set on hiring uh, Josh McCown, but how do you do it after what just happened with Flores? How do you hire McCown, who has never coached, even even called a play in NFL, not even head coach, just called a play. He was – I don't even think he's the head coach on the high school team he was coaching at the time, like right now. So, <laughs> you can't – it's like they have to – they had to hire Lovey. It just had to be like something like that. So, it's – I mean, it's tough, but I think they, it made the safe choice for sure. Well, yeah, Houston, their front office, obviously, with all the Sean Watson shit, they're obviously uh, got a close eye on them too, and they got a bunch of corruption in there as well. But, I mean, I don't know. I. Okay. The guy they had coaching, he was African American too. Yeah, and, and he was, his players fought for him. I imagine they'll fight just as hard for Lovey. Uh, I don't know. It just sucks that yeah. their franchise yeah. can't play. And I, I did hear it was at, Flores was one of like the finalists, but then when he came out with this, like with the Bill Belichick, told him it. Apparently, those like owners and stuff in the GM only like have the job because they were with Belichick first so now they're like gm's there so like you make belichick look not bad but not great i guess i don't know just something like that where it's like he was out of the question after that the next piece of news we have saints meet with eric b for eight hours i think it was either yesterday or this morning and i think eric eric b was like the number one guy everybody's been looking at for like past couple seasons the offense coordinator for the chiefs if you didn't know but yeah, he another African American. I think he'd be a great head coach. You might as well go get offense coordinator. They, I don't know how much of Andy Reid like influences him, but obviously his playbooks unbelievably creative and everything. Um, the Saints they don't have a quarterback, but they have a tight end playing quarterback, and I'd love to see the packages the enemy would drop for them guys. Yeah, no shit, that'd be wild, and I think. Call me crazy here, but maybe if the enemy is the guy that has all those like crazy plays, trick plays, all that shit, like maybe getting a guy that's going to be more obviously getting rid of him is going to hurt them, but maybe in the long run, getting a guy that's going to be more like structure and just be like, we're 
playing football how like how football's played or whatever it could help. Maybe it's Andy Reid that has a lot of those plays. I don't really know. But I mean, yeah, Chiefs if they lose him, that that could be huge, or maybe it could be a could it be better. I don't know. I've already decided that as soon as futures open up for NFL, I'm taking Chiefs Super Bowl. I think that they're just gonna go to the chalkboard and be like, you know what, all this fancy shit, we're just gonna use it when we need to. And I think the Chiefs should be the hands-down favorites going into the next year, especially with Tom Brady gone, Aaron Rodgers probably gone. I mean, well, wherever he goes, that team will probably be really damn good. But still, I mean, obviously the AFC's a powerhouse, but try being the free agent and saying no to the Chiefs. So I think they're only going to get better, and I think they're going to win out. And the Chiefs, if the AFC is the Chiefs, the the Chiefs own the AFC until someone can take them down before an AFC, the before the AFC Championship game. Yeah. So, I mean, until – and they can't just do it one year because that's going to happen. Like, it happens to everyone. They got to do it a couple years in a row to actually take over the AFC because the Chiefs own that, and they will until proven otherwise. Then the last coaching hire I have, Dolphins hire 49ers offense coordinator Mike McDaniel. So, Mike McDaniel, he's another one of them, like, young guys, but he's under Kyle Shanahan – Kyle Shanahan's dad, Mike, he obviously has a really, really good coaching tree under him in the NFL right now with all these young guys. I don't know if this guy will rub off Shanahan, but, I mean, working with Jimmy Garoppolo, taking them this far into the playoffs, obviously the running game's unbelievable for these guys. You know what he's been doing with Debo and George Kittle. I mean, the Dolphins, I think that's a great situation to be thrown into. I can't wait to see what he does, like, with the weapons alone that they have on that team. Yeah, no, I, maybe it could be, like, I don't know if he's a fan of Tua or – I know they're, they're like, GM and stuff's a fan of Tua, so that's kind of why they didn't – I think that's kind of the reason why they got rid of Flores because Flores didn't like Tua, so maybe the GM does. And they're like, I don't know if this guy does too, but it's interesting because I didn't think he – I thought all the credit to those plays got – were credit to Shanahan where like are they not I yeah. don't think this guy gets any credit for it I would agree I mean I was so, just thinking it's, yeah it's interesting it, yeah I have no idea that like I said another young guy I think he's only in his 30s something like that mm-hmm. he, he, he's been with Shanahan ever from the beginning they were in Washington together he was with those three all uh, four uh McVeigh and Shanahan under Shanahan's dad he was with them too. I don't know what he was doing, but he was with them. And then he brought him with Shanahan. Brought him with. Obviously, going to the Niners. So, obviously, Shanahan believes in him. So, wasn't it not Zach Taylor under one of them guys? Uh, I have no clue. I don't think he's under Mike, but yeah, I don't know. I think I have a question about Zach Taylor. If you saw him on the street, would you even recognize him? <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, the Barstool guys were talking about this. I would just because ever. Since- I don't think I would. Ever since he got hired, I obviously watch, like, every Bengals game they play against Steelers, pay a lot of attention to the North. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I would, but if he's wearing, like, a hat or, like, a mask, obviously that would be impossible. But, like – I don't yeah, think I, I would be know. able to recognize him. He does look like the most normal, like, boring guy ever, probably an accountant, you know, something like that. Yeah. I just tell a lot of people, like, I don't know, like, talking about the Bengals, like, don't be surprised. Don't fall into the trap that he's the guy. I think I said this last podcast, maybe. 
Like, don't fall into the trap yet thinking he is the guy because now that he made one Super Bowl, they probably think that they got him locked up for about 15 years now. It is unbelievable they, what he's done. Like, oh, no, unbelievable. I agree. Years ago. So. Yeah, I agree. It's just something I just saw. I don't know how I think about it, but they said, don't be surprised. He's like another Doug Peterson where he get, has a good year and then he's just okay. But I don't know. I think he's a good coach, but. Yeah, I mean, that locker room, too, with all them young guys, they all obviously love each yeah. other. If they're invested yeah. in what he's doing, then yeah. But uh, unless they're just like, fuck it, we're just going to play how we know how to play. No, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be a good coach. It's just being the AFC is going to be tough, as anybody as a coach. Well, I mean, the North in general, once we get yeah, exactly. Raptors and then Baker Mayfield sucks, but they have a good team still. So I don't know. Even if, even if the Steelers don't get Rodgers and they just have like a solid quarterback, they have a team that can beat anybody, and so I mean, it's going to be tough. He admitted that the amount of people are like, "Oh, Steelers gonna be a sorry franchise for the next fucking twenty years," blah blah. And I'm like, "Well, we literally went to the playoffs with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph as our team." As and long if, as you have Tomlin, and you look at our defensive roster compared to that year that we made it, it's like we have all of our core pieces still. So, I mean, I don't really get the argument. The only person that we're going to be losing for sure this year is probably Joe Hayden, which who gives a well, fuck. The same people that shit on you for that take being like, oh, you guys are going to suck now that you don't have a quarterback are the same people that shit on Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. So how does that work? You can't shit say Big Ben's the worst thing ever and then also say once he's gone, they're going to be terrible. That doesn't work. So yeah, like, if, if Big Ben really does suck and the Steelers still make playoffs, then obviously the Steelers have a pretty solid roster. Yeah. I wasn't even going to bring this up, but since you brought up Steelers, now I'm going to get worked up. The Senior Bowl happened, and Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, I think they had pretty good games. But those were, like, the two guys going into the offseason. The Steelers were, like, eyeing down. And – um yeah, but I just saw an article that said that, like, no draft class ever has had this bad of, like, ratings, go like, from scouts. Yeah, it's bad. But, I mean – That could the, be a good thing. The, the quarterbacks – I don't know, like, look around the league. The quarterbacks that come from these weird schools, I don't know, kind of look down mm -hmm. upon. They're mainly yeah. the guys who get it done. So, I don't know. I High hopes, low expectations, I guess. I think – uh it was – I think Malik Willis, like, tore it up or something in that game and in, like, all the – yeah, his practices. Workouts. Yeah, it. I heard he's been killing it. So, interesting, but we'll see. It'll be a fun draft. I think this will be actually a really fun draft just because of, for that reason. We don't really know what teams are doing. Yeah, and the Steelers, I think they have the 20th pick. So, I mean, that's kind of hard to get one of them quarterbacks anyway. Like, we've traded up in the draft before, but uh, Matt Canada, he was a coach at Pitt. Or he might have been the OC at Pitt. But uh, he's the one who recruited Kenny Pickett. Obviously, Kenny Pickett wasn't worth a shit. Like, his first three years, was it, at Pitt? But, uh, yeah, he's yeah. terrible. Yeah, he's but nuts now. But Burrow also wasn't, like, great his first year at LSU. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. More news, though, different sports. James Harden to Philly. I mean, that's the big thing going on now. I just watched an interview with J.J. Redick and Chris Paul – like uh, for big portion, they're just talking about how James Harden's game just came down so much because, well, one, he's ball dominant, and two, the new like rip through rules, everything. It's harder for him to get to the line. 
Uh, if that includes Ben Simmons, I don't know how much that I, I do like Ben Simmons. The Nets do have shooters around him, but they just traded or no, I guess he wasn't there. But anyway, back to the Nets. It's just if so, is Ben Simmons like certain like he's gonna play? I thought it was like a mental health I, issue, like he's sitting out with. I saw something that said the Sixers haven't even contacted the Nets yet. Okay, but I mean, well, I think it's just every, like rumors. Like you know, a Bleacher Report they have like there's certain things they like to get horny about, and this is yeah, one like it's been all year. Like I think even last year too it was just all these mm-hmm. rumors. James Harden, Ben Simmons, James Harden. I saw like something on TikTok about it. Like his defensive effort is nothing like it's little to none like he doesn't even try yeah and like I know we say that about NBA NBA players play defense I hate when people say NBA doesn't play defense James Harden he does not play defense it's like it's bad so I don't even know why you'd want him on your team and like if you think the Nets are the favorites coming out of the east you're fucking crazy because they're not that good of a team right now even with when they had KD and stuff they just didn't they weren't playing well just because, like, Harden is almost a liability on defense. And Kyrie, who knows what he's – it's just they're not a well – they're not a put – they're a good, talented team, but there's not a good team. Their biggest problem is their depth. They, they're they saying if it comes down to playoff time, KD's going to have to play fucking, like, 47 minutes a night or whatever it was. Like, he's, yeah, it, and that's not good coming off uh, Achilles a couple years ago. No, exactly. Then everybody on that team is injury prone, like their yeah. entire careers. So, yeah. like the main reason why the Clippers didn't make it all the way when they had their like Lob City teams because Ben or Ben bit Blake Griffin and Chris Paul can stay healthy. Kyrie's obviously injured or whatever, you know, all the time. Yeah, whatever's going on with him. But uh, more NBA news: Cavs get Karis Levert. I love Karis Levert. Oh, do uh, I? As long as he can stay healthy, obviously the. Cavs are super young, and I think they're fourth in the East right now. Just looking up, like I thought for sure that Cavs would be an absolute mockery of a franchise ever since LeBron left, but they've been drafting unbelievably well and everything, and Colin Sexton's been hurt all year. So, Oh, no, they're playing unbelievable, the Cavs are. I didn't think it, think of it at all that they would be like this, but, you know, they're playing really well. So, Which yeah, I thought that's a franchise that would never be anything like ever again, but they kind of like – kind of the situation where they're zigging while everyone else is zagging right now. They're going big. Everyone else is going small. No, yeah, for sure. And um, shit, what was going to say? Well, fuck it. But anyway, more NBA news. So the Heat and the Bulls, they lead the East. They're a game apart. And, yeah, like I said earlier, the Cavs and Hornets, they're both in the playoff picture. I mean, then in the West, we got Suns and Warriors. That's obviously one, two. And, but, but they got Memphis at third. And the, your T-Wolves, they're sitting at seven. Obviously, the whole playoff picture is, like, pretty damn tight right now. But, I mean, it's just interesting to think about, like, just everything going on in the NBA right now. You just see something and it just blindsides you. Like, I mean, obviously, we already talked about Andrew Wiggins picking it to the All-Star game as a starter. But I swear, ever since I got, like, fully invested in college basketball, shit's just hit me from nowhere. You know, Timberwolves aren't a heater right now. I think 12-5 and five in their last how many games or whatever. Last 17, they're playing really well. So, I we just need the Nuggets are right ahead of us. They lose a couple. We win a couple. We're ahead of them. We're out of the play-in. So, that's huge. I think you're right by the Clippers too, right? Clippers are right behind us, yeah. I think we're 
we're two games ahead of them, and then we're one game behind the Nuggets. So we're sitting pretty good. Well, I just want to get out of that playing game. That's the biggest thing for us. And another, <laughs> yes, I, if we can get out of there, then we then instead of winning and having to play the Warriors, if we win the play-in, we'd have to play Memphis. And I would much rather play Memphis, obvious for obvious reasons. Yeah. In the first round, and then you win that, then you then you obviously would have to play the Warriors. But I mean, I'd take that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to play the Wolves on their schedule. I mean, if they go into the playoffs, that's a, they're no, they're a scary team when they're yeah, healthy. Exactly. There's no denying that at all. But then anyway, moving on for basketball, Caleb Williams committed to USC. I don't think we talked about this, but. It was we were talking about Caleb Williams going to Wisconsin, which that guy that they hired, that's like Caleb Williamson's dad's. Yeah, friend. he lost the job. Yeah, exactly. He's probably already fired out the door. But um, yeah, I guess Lincoln Riley's getting his guy back. Caleb Williams, I thought he obviously played way better than Rattler last year. I didn't think he played too bad, but it like wasn't that good. He's still five star though. He. The whole Oklahoma team was just kind of in shambles last year. So, I imagine with USC, everything they're doing there, he'll be better. But, I mean, if he doesn't perform, they'll get another five-star anyway. It's just California, it's quarterback central. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, a big uh, – on. I'm not a very big guy that's scouting and evaluating talent in college football. But I don't – I don't really like Caleb. I don't think he's that good. I think he's a little overrated because everything he did, there's nothing he did that Rattler couldn't do last year. I thought Rattler could have won all those games. Like, Caleb Williams had games where they should have blown teams out too, but he just had a couple big ones. That's why he got so much shine. But, like, if Rattler would have done the thing, what what he did against Kansas, like almost lose to them, he would have got shit on for it. No one said a thing about Caleb Williams about it. <laughs> like. They said, oh, Oklahoma is not – that was bad for Oklahoma. But if Rattler does it, it would have been all Rattler's fault. Well, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not big on Rattler, but I think any, everything Caleb Williams did, Rattler could have done just the same thing. Yeah, it was just like an added That's my thing. But then uh, more, more college football news. Alabama defensive coordinator charged with a DUI. I mean, maybe – <laughs> maybe he's just depressed from the loss or what, but what the fuck is up this year with all these people in football getting DUIs? It's unbelievable. Like figure it the fuck out. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know either. I didn't even hear about that. <laughs> I mean, I imagine Nick Saban would have no problem just kicking him out. Cause it doesn't really matter, but next man up, next man up for him. He yeah. doesn't give a shit. Uh, you don't rebuild, you reload. But I think this is the funniest headline I have. Brian Kelly, you know that dance video he had with that one kid that just yeah. went viral? He committed oh, yeah. to Alabama. <laughs> the kid, the kid. Bad luck. That's a bad luck. Well, like, I feel like if Nick Saban sits down in your living room, you're, like, almost intimidated. You're like, holy shit, like, this guy's going to turn me into a man. Then you meet up with Brian Kelly, and he's, like, grinding on you and shit. You're like, ah, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll go to what Nick Saban's doing. Like, what the fuck? You know, that's a bad look for Brian Kelly to do that. Especially if you would have got him, it's like, okay, who cares? But it's just funny what he did, and he didn't even get him. I figured he's already signed. Because, like, he got oh, yeah. comfortable yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, no shit. 
Uh, then my last thing, fucking NASCAR. Joey Logano wins the Bush class at the LA Coliseum. So Joey Logano, on my tier rank of Joey's, he is at the very bottom because his name's literally Joey Slogano or Slowy Slogano. And he's just a bad look on my name. Like last week, I said how Joey's were hot or Joe's in general. And I guess they're staying hot. But I guess NASCAR started and uh yeah they he won a race so that's that's all i have in sports this week yeah i don't got anything on that but i got three things that like got like 15 minutes ago while we were recording this on my phone uh one kyler murray uh no longer follows the cardinals on instagram what the fuck i mean that could be an accident but that could that's kind of weird i don't know that's something to think about but i don't know what his what's his contract like that he would that he could do that he would do something like that where he's about to leave, you know? I mean, they just got him D-hop. <laughs> I know. It's like, what else do you want? He was hurt all year, D-hop was. If he plays, they probably win some more games. I don't know. Uh, and then another one was no drug test in the MLB right now during the lockout. So now is their time to get the roids in you, like I said. Well, yeah, I would just wait, though, because they'll start testing you again. Or, Random. No. Yeah, they won't even tell you when the date is that they come, they're going to start testing again. This is just a trap. Well, I heard the NFL, I think, is completely done with marijuana testing now. Marijuana testing. I think every, I think almost every league is. Yeah. This is this – is, they're not testing for PED, sub, performance-enhancing substances due to lockout. So, I don't know what – that's the season or what. I didn't read it. Don't have time to read it. And then the last one was LaMelo Ball and – Dejounte Murray replaced KD and Draymond in the All Star game. KD's out. Yeah, injured KD and Draymond. So yeah, I mean, do we even have the full NBA uh, All Star lineups yet? Yeah, they, they're they're out. Oh, okay. uh, it was the ones really bad. I think it was. I think the West is like perfect. Everyone's saying, and like the East is like really bad. Um, I'll look it up. All Star. Yeah, while you're looking that up, did you see that video of uh, Russell Westbrook is about to shoot a corner three and the entire arena just starts going, no, no, and he shoots <laughs> it. He shoots it, then he clanks it front rim. He went one for ten last night for, with five points. I did not see that, but that is hilarious. The minute I saw that, I started dying laughing because I'm like, you kind of backed him up earlier. And uh, that no. I was watching Colin Cowher today eating breakfast, and he's he's like, yeah, where Colin was right, and he's like, yeah, uh, Russell Westbrook last night he got like booed for shooting, but, I did. but literally during the video he like is like jab stepping in the corner, and the whole arena, no, he calls a shot, clanks it. It's like, oh, great job, Russ. I saw the other day he didn't start or something, or he didn't play a lot, and then they asked him about it. They're like, oh. But they asked him about it, and he's like, I don't care as long as we win. But then you looked at his stat line, and it was like five points, one of ten shooting. It was like really bad. It was hilarious. He's like, I don't care as long as we win. I'm like, deep down, you fucking know. You wanted to – you should. You knew, you're like, I should be starting. But yeah, that's just funny. I did not know that. That's hilarious, though. Um, I got it right here. The All-Star. So – the East reserves that Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Fred Van Vliet. And I know everyone's got problems with James Harden 
and Middleton, I think, kind of. But James Harden's the biggest one. Like, well, how the hell does he make it? Yeah, just name, I guess. That I mean, oh, that's, that's all it is. Everything I've heard all year is that James Harden is just like not good anymore, which sucks because yeah. he used to be my favorite player in the NBA, and it's just done now. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I can't think of any snubs at the moment. I'm looking up the biggest snubs of the All-Star game, and one of them is Anthony Davis. If you think Anthony Davis deserved to be in the All-Star game, you're fucking dumb. No, yeah. I mean, when I brought up that stat like a couple months ago about the plus or minus shooting stats or whatever that Bleacher Report does, he's like dead last in the league yeah. or something like that. So, anyways, the West, I think I, a lot of people think the West is like perfect. It was D Book, Luca, Rudy Gobert, Draymond, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Cat. So, and then obviously now you have um, Lamella Ball and, and then on the replacing Draymond. And then replacing KD on the East, you have DeJounte Murray, which DeJounte Murray was one where – or I meant, other way around, I meant yeah. DeJounte Murray replacing Draymond and then LaMelo Ball replacing um, uh, KD. So, I mean, those are two that people thought should have got in. So, I, at least they're making it. I mean, there's some snubs. They have Macau Bridges. But I don't know. I, I, we're not big on NBA this year, but – they have a Cal Bridges, Shai, Jaron Jackson, Jared Allen, Drew Holiday, Sabonis, and Miles Bridges. I think Miles Bridges and Drew Holiday were the two big ones to that should have replaced uh, James Harden and maybe like Middleton because Drew Holiday is apparently playing better than Middleton on the Bucks. But yeah. Well, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on Thursday. Another massive week in college basketball. Huge headlines, too. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, that'll be up at noon. Don't miss that. Should be great. Hopefully, Coin's got a fire under his ass because Duke's killing it. <laughs> Shitty teams. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I actually just got another notification about that. It says MLB stopped steroid testing. Yep. You guys stopped drug testing for the first time in 20 years after joint drug agreement expired during lockout. So that's kind of wild. Maybe they were listening to my to this podcast and how I was saying everyone should be roided up and they like this guy is smart. Then I just got another notification. Sarah Fuller, remember the kicker for Vandy? Yeah. She just signed a pro soccer deal. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. I thought you were gonna say like sign with an NFL team. I'm like <laughs> that I can't cap that hard, but yeah, she that's she, pretty she, dope. She's made it big, good for her. Yeah, no, that's sick. But anyway, like I said, Thursday, huge episode. A lot of you have been asking, what are you going to do when football is over? We are going to have draft Mondays. Hit us up if you'd like to join a draft. I know a lot of you have already. I mean, I have like a note section just filled with ideas yeah. to do. We're going to have a real good time. I got a couple people. I'll, tell, I'll text you a couple people that wanted to hop on the pod, so – Sounds good. Well, anyway, follow our Instagram page. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Take it easy. This kid is a gamer. He's a fighter. 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 He's a figh